I'm sharing with you today about this God who showed up, and I'm specifically sharing about this name that we sometimes rarely use, the name Emmanuel, which means God with us. If you'll just open your Bibles with me in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. That verse reads, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Father, in the name of Jesus, speak to our hearts. May we never be the same. May this word, Father, may your name truly speak to us, O Father. May it meet whatever need we have today. May it nurture our spirit. May it strengthen our soul. So that we as your people may accomplish the good works that you have ordained for us from the foundations of this world. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. God with us. Three words. Let me start with God. Who is God? And let me just give to you, and most of you students, you know this because you've studied this in your classes. God is what? The Lord Almighty. Think of the strongest, the most powerful individual you can think of in this planet. Their power is nothing compared to the might of our Father. God is Master, His Lord, His Adonai. Therefore, He is to be followed. Everything will bow. The Bible says, Every knee shall bow and confess that He is Lord. Even when people think they're disobeying God, they only have to go with the purposes of God. The sovereignty of God still, you know, the sovereign will of God still happens because he is master. He is the Lord, my banner. His Jehovah Nissi. Do you understand what that means? You know, a banner is usually used as a sign of victory. When you raise your banners like, yes, I'm here, I'm victorious. When the Lord says, I am your victory, He is saying this, I, I am this God. I am your victory, I'm your shepherd. There's an entire psalm about that. You probably have heard sermons about how He is a good shepherd. What else? He is, he is there, Jehovah Shammah. He is there. Even when you think he's not there. The psalmist said, where will I hide from you, God? There's no place I can go where I can hide from you. Even when you think God must not be here because I'm sinning, guess what? He's there. Not enjoying what you're doing, but grieving over what you're doing. But his presence is everywhere. There's no planet. There's no, there's no corner in this planet. There's no nook or place that you can ever go where you can hide from God. It's stupid to even think that you can hide from God. That's why when we, you know how, how we do it. Sometimes when we're not walking upright with the, before the Lord, we think we can hide from God. It's like, okay God, I'll fix myself first before I come to you. I won't tell anybody. Well, the God of, who created the heavens and the earth know it anyway. So just walk in transparency. Walk upright. It is what it is. He is the God who sanctifies you. 
He cleanses you. Who among you here still sins? Who among you here still finds yourself, you wake up in the morning and you say, boy, am I a mess. I'm the same way. And I thank God that my God sanctifies me. He cleanses me. He gives me a bath. First John 1 John 1.9, if you sin, He is faithful and just to cleanse you. Not just to forgive you. What does He do? He forgives you and He says, let me give you a bath too. I say, okay, now I forgive you. Now go clean yourself. No. He sanctifies us. He is the Lord, ever, He's the uh, Jehovah Sidgenu. Righteousness. He is our righteousness. I remember, you know, um, there was one time in India I was feeling really horrible. Like, oh God, I'm so embarrassed to even come to your presence. And I said, and then I said, but Lord, where else would I go? You have the word of life. And so I came to God and I said, Lord, I am so, right now, I'm just so broken. Because of a stupid thing that I did. Because of a behavior that I did that was not in accordance to the righteousness of God. But Lord, that's all I can give before you today. It's my sin. That's the only offering I can give you. It's the brokenness of my heart. Will you give me your righteousness? And he did. This is the God you worship. This is the God I worship. He is king. God is king. He's not just an ordinary king. He's the king of kings. He is to be worshipped. We have to stand in awe before him. He is our peace. He is Jehovah, our shalom, our peace. That the world is falling apart and things are, you know, you hear word from your family and you're, why am I it's not freaking out? I was sharing my class the other day. There was one time when I was still in the seminary. I was headed to the seminary and I had enough money to pay for my fare going to the seminary. And I didn't know how I was, how I was going to go back to where I live from the seminary because there was no dorm. And I was sitting in the bus and I had like, Maybe, what, 10 cents? But that was the equivalent of my transportation. And I said, I should be freaking out right now. I really should. And I, 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 seek, I sought my heart and I'm like, there was no, there was no, my heart was so still inside of me that it was so amazing. It was just so incredible. Why was that? Because God, because God, God is my peace. Because he's my shalom. And if you don't know him as shalom, you better start praying. He is our shepherd. You know, we, we, all, we have all this. He's, he's, he's our rest. And then we keep going and going and going. And, and there's so many. If you just read the book of Psalms, and there's other names there. But if you just go over the book of Psalms, and who God is. He is the I am. I am who you need me to be. Amazing. When I was still a Catholic, if we need something, if we need a good harvest, we go to this saint. 
If we need a husband, we go to the saint. If we need good grades, we pray to the saint. If it is emergency, there's help, emergency, we go to Mother of Perpetual. I mean, we go to several saints. When I became a Christian, I understood that. Tell them I am. And I understood what that meant. I'm like, oh my gosh, what a rest for my soul. I don't have to run to so many places to call for help. I can just go straight to you and you say, Elsie, I am. I am who you need me to be. You need healing, I am your Jehovah Rapha. I, you need you need stuff, you need you need provision. I am your Jehovah Jireh. You feel cornered, you feel like you're sinking. Trust me, I'm your refuge. I'm the rock of your salvation, I'm your anchor. You feel like you're sinking. I am God going to allow you to sink, for I am the anchor of your soul. Do you realize who this God is? Do you know who this God is? God. God, Emmanuel, God with us. I don't know about you, but when I was studying about this, and I was just reflecting on His goodness, I was just... How can this God, so amazing, so incredible, even consider me, consider adopting me? God. This God, the Bible says, next slide please. Let them praise the name of the Lord for His name alone is excellent. His glory above the earth and heaven. We can only really, 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 truly, truly, truly praise God if we truly know and know and know and know this is my God. This is the God that I will rejoice forever. This is the God that I will serve because God came for me. If that doesn't do anything to your soul, I don't know what will do anything to your soul. This God, the Bible says, is Emmanuel, God with. What is the implication of that preposition with? What does that preposition mean? You know, if you, who among you are taking English 1 or English 2? And if you have understood the use of preposition, this is why I never. I would say, oh, I wish I don't have to take English. You should. Study. Study. The, the, the preposition with is used to indicate being together or being involved. That's why we say, he was with his friend when he saw me. You were with your friend. And so, what is, what is the implication there? When the Bible says God with us, God hangs out with you, loves hanging out with you. God enjoys your fellowship. God loves it when you run to Him and say, Oh, you're here. He loves it. He looks forward to it. And not only that, He wants to be involved. In the 80s, there was the song, God is watching us. God is not just watching us. God is right there. He's involved in everything. 
He wants to be involved in your choice of a life partner. He wants to be involved in your choice of a, of a track. He wants to be involved in what you do for your internship. He wants to be involved in your decisions, day-to-day decisions. He wants to be involved in your, in your desire to lose weight. He wants to be involved in everything. He wants to be involved. Will you let Him? Will you say, God, I know this seems silly, but will you be involved in my shopping too? He wants to be involved. This is the God. God with you. The second thing about the preposition with is that it's used to indicate having. That's why we say, were you the one talking with an accent? With an accent, you possess that. What is the implication of it? That you are God's. God owns you, but He is also ours. Those of you who are dating, who are married, oh, you like being seen with your spouse. Ooh-hoo. That's my hottie, you know, hottie sweetheart. <laughs> yeah? And it's true. If you love your spouse and you really think the world of your spouse, oh my gosh, you want it because I'm his and he is mine. So what do you think? God with you. Guess what? The Bible says, the Lord dances over you with singing and dancing. Rejoices over you with singing and dancing. This is your God. He is with you. He owns you. But He is also yours. He delights in you and we should delight in Him. With. The preposition with also indicate using. That's why somebody will say, I wrote a letter with the pen you gave me. I use it. The Bible says you and I have been given the power and authority over snakes and scorpions. The Bible says that we, have, we are co-heirs with Christ Jesus. The Lord has given us authority. And guess what? When the Bible says, with you, when the Bible says, this, the Holy Spirit will come and my presence will be with you. That means I want you to walk in that authority. Stop moping around. Walk in that authority. A cockroach running. Like, hey, it's a cockroach. Step on it. You have the authority. The king of gifts just tell you, you are my son. You have every authority that was given. I give it to you. Go and make disciples of all nations. What are, why are you trembling? Why are you trembling inside? Do you know who is this God that is with you? Everything. You are coerced with Jesus. Everything is at your disposal. Will you maximize it? Will you walk in that? Number four. Number four about with. Use, it's used to indicate feeling. For example, somebody will say, I am e- emailing you with my sincere, with my sincere apology. What is the implication of this? When God says, I am with you, He feels you. He gets you. He understands. When you're hurting, He's hurting too. When you're rejoicing, He's rejoicing too. When you're grieving, it's because he has already been grieved by what you did. 
And that's why you're also grieving. God is with you. When you're saddened because of what you see around you, guess what? That's exactly what he's feeling too. The Bible says, Hebrews 4.15, We do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Why can you feel it? Why is it? And that's to lead us to the fifth. He, it is also with, it's also used to indicate agreement or understanding. That's why you say, are you with me? Yeah, I'm completely with you. I, you know, I understand what you're saying. So what is up? God complete, not only feels you, but gets you. Sometimes you don't get yourself. God completely gets you. That's why we can come to him and say, God, this doesn't even make sense. I'm just stumped. I don't get it. Why do I keep doing it? And God said, okay, come to me. I know your heart. I'll show you. God. Whip. With the preposition with is really a word of promise. God, the source of the promise. And with is really a word of promise. Oh, we always look, gentry says, oh, that's a good promise. You know, if you search the word, every word will carry with a promise. That's why I encourage you, if you're still studying English, please, don't take the class for granted. I, I, I loved grammar. Because it helped me look into the word deeper. Next slide, please. God with us. Us, the recipient of the promise. Who are we? We are created beings. He is the creator. And we're like, we won't even exist if he didn't desire for us to exist. We are the created beings. Psalm, Psalm 103, For He knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. Mighty God, frail us. What else? We are sinners saved only by grace. The Bible said there was no way we could save ourselves. That's why Jesus has to die on the cross. Jesus has to be born on a manger, live for 30 years, and have the years of ministry, and only after that to be crucified for you and me. Because there was no way we can get out of the mess that we got ourselves in. He had to make that way. We are that. What else? We are limited and mortal. God is, not, is unlimited. There's no measure to His love. Everything. Everything about him is over and over. It's always in the superlative. The superlatives of God. When he loves, he loves with no limit. When he blesses, he blesses with no limit. When, he, when he's merciful, there's the mercy of God is known. That, because that's who God is. There's no limit. There's no boundary. There's no... It's just the way it is. He is immortal. He's eternal. There's no death in him. While we, human beings, we have mortality. We are only able to enter into immortality because of what Jesus did. So we enter from death to life. Death is just a doorway for us to get into the place where God is. We, James 4.14 says, 
Why do you not even know what will happen tomorrow? Why, what is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Very temporal. No matter how great you are, all great kings and warriors, they all end up in ashes. Only one rose from the grave. We are weak. Romans 7:24. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Who wrote this? Paul. I mean, who is Paul? He just wrote a lot of the New Testament epistles, most of it anyway. And he said this. He writes this. And he, it goes down to history and we read about it. How he struggles. I'm a miserable man. I'm a weak man. Most of us look up to Paul like next to Jesus is the best missionary of all time. Don't we? And yet he wrote, shoot, the things I want to do, I don't do. The thing I want to do, I don't do. What is wrong with me? Oh, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I'm such a miserable man. That's right. Emmanuel, God with us. It's really, you have God with. God and us is a juxtaposition of something so powerful, so awesome, and somebody so woeful. It is Emmanuel, God with us, is the Creator humbly reaching out to His great creature. We. It is the unlimited God choosing to be restricted in time and space that man may completely be free. It is eternity extended to us mortal beings that we may escape death and forever live. It is the mighty and holy God born in a manger that we sinners may be made whole and be reconciled with Him. Emmanuel. Matthew prophesied, Emmanuel, he shall be named Emmanuel. He is God with us. That is a powerful message. It is a powerful message to me. It's a short message to you. But when you ever hear the word Emmanuel again, when you ever think about God with us again, God with me, I hope and I pray you will think of this promise in a different light. I hope and pray that as you go off for your vacations, for your Christmas break, that you know that whatever, wherever you eat or drink, you know God is with you. And I pray that the presence and the nearness of the Lord, the, 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 the realization of the nearness of the Lord will help us Behave and act and speak in a manner that truly delights the Father. God with us.